Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to know where you can mingle and have lunch with all the heads and executives of the media industry? At the next HRTS Newsmaker Luncheon this Wednesday, July eighteenth, at the Beverly Hilton. Join us as the Hollywood Radio and Television Society welcomes TV veteran Ryan Murphy in a conversation moderated by Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Ronan Farrow. HRTS events are members only. To learn if your company is a corporate member or to become a member yourself, visit their website at www.hrts.org. Welcome to Remote Controlled, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On today's episode, we've got a reality TV special, including stars Lisa Vanderpump and Ty Pennington. Stay tuned. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> Just warning you right now. I'm thrilled to introduce the panelists. We've got Julie Chen, Sam... <laughs> Sam Donnell, Brooke Carson, Ty Pennington, Lisa Vanderpump, and Puffy. <laughs> Who gets his own chair? <laughs> well, thank you all for coming, especially Puffy. Um, let's just start with an easy one. What makes for a good reality show? What sets it apart? Well, I think... Um Drama and conflict always sells. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, we love anything that's inspiring. We want someone, to, we want to see like dreams come true, stars be made, um, and someone that you, you can root for. But, um, and ultimately relationships. A yeah, lot of I agree re- with that. And I think authenticity is probably paramount in that, wouldn't you say? In the fact that when relationships are, you know, they play out on television and you really have an insight into these existing relationships. Which That's the is- challenge is being authentic on TV, isn't it? I have no problem with that. <laughs> and, and I think it's, I, I also think it's interesting because there's really no difference between scripted and unscripted because everything that you described are the, all the elements for the fan that they watch scripted for great characters, great storylines, characters you can relate to characters you can love characters you can love to hate. I so. wish it was scripted. It would be so much easier. <laughs> I don't think it also has to be surprising, but yeah. things that are surprising and shocking and, you know, compelling are key to it as well. Yeah, things have to go horribly wrong as well. <laughs> I mean, that's what really sets out a good episode, too, is the challenges that are real that you didn't see coming. Yeah, I think how people deal with struggles and overcome those struggles. And speaking to your point, Julie, as well as inspirational stories, and I think Bravo have given me and Vanderpump Rules and Housewives an incredible platform to show inspirational stories like our fight against you, Lynn, all the work with the LGBTQ and things like that. I think that's a very important component as well. What do you think some of the biggest misconceptions are about Unscripted? That it's that scripted. It's scripted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, I I know people think in the Big Brother house that when the 
house guests go into the confessional, the diary room, they're like, you're coaching them, right? You're giving them the information or something to say. It's like, no, we're not. And, you know, there are cameras. We've been live streaming since the first season. You can see it all happening. It's not. It's real. But I don't know. I think a lot of people felt like they feel like Housewives is. Maybe not Beverly Hills, but what city was it with the table flip? You know, people were like, Jersey. all right. I know. Not that I watched it. So like, many table thing. flips. I, as I say, I think we always wish it was scripted because sometimes you, you get to a place where there's nowhere to go and the cameras keep rolling. But, you know, certainly I know as a producer on Vanderpump Rules, it just keeps going. But the, the absolute crux of the matter is the fact that these people are involved in each other's lives on a day-to-day basis. We could film that show 12 months a year. I mean, it just keeps going. And I think if it was scripted, it would definitely be a lot saner than it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much amazed at the things the folks do on your show. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> So to follow up on that, is anything off limits on any of your shows? Um, Well, I think there are things that, you know, I've seen, and it's been really strange as a producer and having, you know, prior to being a producer on Vanderpump Rules, being just talent. I don't know what talent I have for being on Housewives, clearly, but that's what we're called. Um, (laughs) Maybe there is a talent. Um, But on Vanderpump Rules, sometimes when we've seen in the edit as a producer, and we thought, oh, no. You know, we, no, we can't, can't show that. And then we've said, well, hold on, are we making a show about what we want them to say or what they're actually saying? So we normally kind of keep it in. <laughs> it's interesting because there's, there's, you know, I, I was also on a reality show where you're dealing with real, you know, real issues that a family's going through. And there's sometimes that you hit a border that you have to ask yourself, are we crossing a boundary of someone's privacy? And, uh, and I remember we, uh, we were helping out a family who, uh, literally the day we door knocked the, you know, the husband was basically um, admitted to the hospital fighting brain cancer, and it did not look good. And, and like, and I was literally I had to pull my producers aside. I was like, "This is a question that has to be answered by the wife. This is not up to us to say whether or not we go forward." And um, and I literally pulled her aside myself, and I was like, "Look, you don't have to do this. Like, this is this is your life. This is his life. This is you know, this is a TV show. This does not have to. We do not have to be." You know, part of that, and then it's interesting enough that because this was this guy's dream, she's like, "No, this is what he would wanted." And I was like, "Wow, okay, we're going down that road." But but I think it's also important that we ask ourselves, or at least the people that were invading, mm. if if they're willing in certain situations. Mm. But sure. anyway, that's a totally different direction than that. But yes. But, but sometimes maybe not. I don't know. Well, we've dealt with serious issues, I think, especially on Housewives. You know, when we had the suicide, I mean, it was terribly, terribly sad. And nobody thought it was coming. But I think that's the part of reality show that it shows how you deal with it. And it's people that have signed up for it again and again and again. So I think it's your responsibility to tell the true story. I agree with that so much. I mean, you know, on a show, we do a multitude of different kinds of shows. I'd say The Bachelor is the one that's closest to sort of a soap opera and with traditional storylines. And, you know, there's decisions that have to be made. Um, In our last iteration of Bachelor, our Bachelor, Ari, changed his mind. He had chosen one woman, (laughs) and he truly changed his mind. And and we went to him, and it's like we... We need to tell that story. I mean, it's what he... And they know they signed up to sort of live this relationship out loud. You don't say, marry her, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite a relationship, though. You go through quite a, quite a cycle there. 
before yes. you make a decision, that's got to be an amazing journey. It's amazing pressure cooker, and it, but it's it's a social experiment in so many ways, much like Big Brother is. Yeah, it's funny because like there is so much pressure on The Bachelor. You're like, I am on this show, and I have to pick from these women, so it feels you know, in their mind, it might feel forced yet in big brother, which is not a show designed to get someone hitched. We've had like five marriages because you are stuck in a house with this person 24 seven for up to three months. So you see the good, the bad, the ugly, and you are bonded afterwards. And how many babies? Uh, three that I know of. <laughs> wow, Big Brother Babies. That's a new series. I can see it. Wow, yeah, Big Babies. Yeah. We're going to pick up, pick up a few spinoffs on here in this panel. <laughs> um, but I want to follow up on what you were talking about with Bachelor, because obviously we've seen some headlines come out of that show. When you're dealing with people from the real world, how do you balance that? How much do you factor that into the show when you're putting these casts together? I mean, you're right. These are people signing up for for... These are real people, regular people, not celebrities. Uh, they sign up for a reality show. They go from sort of being regular folks with 50 followers to 5,000 followers overnight. And it's really challenging for them. And, you know, I think it, it goes into that vetting that, you know, that the companies that we hire that are outside companies that do this have to go through to vet your cast and also to make sure these people really want to come on these shows. I mean, we certainly don't cast them based on their social media profiles at all, but what social media has done is it's given our audience a voice in a whole new way. They've almost become like another producer on the show. We hear their opinions. We hear who they love. We hear who, who they're supporting. We hear who maybe they want to have be the next bachelor or bachelorette. And they they resonate loud and clear. Yeah, sometimes I think the social media component can be really brutal, and I've felt very protective of some of our cast. You know, when I know there's a reason for them making that decision, and that might come out later. And so I use my social media platform, maybe through live tweeting, to actually say, "Hey, calm down, wait, watch this space." You know, because social media really does dictate nowadays, and it, it's it's sometimes scary. It's right, I think social media is actually producing the shows now. It's getting to that <laughs> yeah. point that it's it's really, definitely something you've got to consider. Like we. Have have, on AGT, we have people who yesterday no one knew about, and then the next day we had we had a girl on the show last night. She was how is Golden Buzzer? She's a little girl. She's twelve. She's cripplingly shy. She's adorable. She's super talented. Last night. Nobody knew who she was, and then for every hour after she had performed on that show, she was getting two million social wow. views an hour. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. She went from having 900 followers on her social media accounts to having 75,000 the next morning. So wow. there's a big responsibility from us to look after our contestants as well and make sure that they are a little bit protected from that because they don't come into these shows, certainly not my show and certainly not AGT, expecting to suddenly be opened up to all of these people with all of these opinions and lots of things to say to them. So it is important. But that definitely happens on all of your shows. It always makes me laugh when there's someone on your show and like, I didn't think this was going to happen. I'm like, you've had 12 seasons to watch the show. <laughs> right. but, you know, how do you, you know, how do you answer all of that when people act like they, you know, they're so surprised that they find themselves in an uncomfortable situation? Well, I know on Big Brother, it's really shocking because they have been cut off from the outside world. And everyone goes in thinking, oh, I'm going to be America's sweetheart. And then it's like, oh, no, you're the jerk that everybody hates. <laughs> and you're getting like, you know, lots of nasty comments. So we really have to like, we bring them into a room and we debrief them and prepare them for, you know, sometimes we say, 
maybe you don't want to read anything on the internet about you. So, um, but it's tough. But that, that happens. Uh, I mean, on trading spaces back in the day, the before social media had even taken over, you know, you've got several characters that are certain designers and, um, and, you know, the minute you meet somebody, you realize what their personality is. And there's certain people you meet. I remember I had to say, hey, look, man, I work with you, not for you. We just need to get that clear. And um, But it was funny because it's, uh, one of the characters in the show, I told him one day, I was like, dude, I don't know how you did it, man, but you're the villain of the show. It's awesome. And he's like, I'm the villain? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's working. And, uh, and it's funny. After that, he changed everything about himself and wanted to – you know, he's like, I really need to be a different person. And so he tried to be really nice and it, well, that, like, it yeah. didn't work. It was horrible. I think that we often yourself. see that, don't we? Right. You, you yeah. see the first season, right. people are totally, you know, unguarded and they just kind of put it out there and then they feel the backlash and they try and reel it back in for right. their second season. But normally the real person does come back through. Oh, right. the cameras do not lie. They yeah, do exactly. Not. Cameras do not lie. But do you think people start performing for the cameras? They start, you know putting themselves out there for the attention? I don't think my personal experience is that, well, it, again, depends on the kind of show, obviously a show like AGT yeah. or little big shots or the voice. Yes, of course they're performing. That's what they're there to do. But I've heard, um, many more women than men when we are talking to our contenders to be the bachelorette and they are women who have already been on the bachelor, like whether right now it's Becca or Rachel Lindsay before her or Jojo, they always say the same thing. And I love it so much. Being on the bachelor was a transformative experience for me to watch myself back on that show. It changed me in so many ways. It opened me up in so many ways. It may sound cliche, but, but it really does. It's a big mirror. Yeah, exactly. They don't like what they see. Exactly. Lisa, how do you feel about watching yourself on the screen? Oh, God. It's like I liken it to, you know, looking through like years ago for kind of digital stuff. We used to look through a pack of family, you know, pictures and you go, oh, no. Oh, God, no. no. Oh, oh, I look quite nice there. You know, and I liken it to that. I think, oh, geez, do I really sound like that? Do I really look like that? And then you get one good moment. You say, oh, it's okay. You know, that's normally being kind of touched up or photoshopped. <laughs> but does that calibrate then how you not act, but then, you know, are in the future? seasons i don't i don't really think i think being authentic really supersedes anything that you can ever do and i think the audience are really smart um for me i've done 300 episodes now of reality television which it sounds like i should be 95 but i'm getting there i feel like i am but um it's the in the 300 episodes evolution uh production company that produced both shows says i think you're one of the only people that we've ever worked with that's never said take anything out and there's so many things that i should have i should have said to me right. yeah but i always think well if you're in for it you learn from your mistakes you know well the best stuff usually ends on the floor they just can't put it on air that's my opinion yeah. i think i want to see those peeps yeah, <laughs> <laughs> does it get harder to cast these shows the longer that you're on the air well, for me, they do, for sure. I mean, it's tough. It's really tough out there. I mean, we're in the 13th season of AGT. It's, we're really lucky. We're really blessed. It's still the number one show of the summer. Okay. Still, I'm really happy is about that, that. Is that because you're looking for, like, new talent that is, like, an undiscovered thing? Like, yeah. not just, like, you're a great singer or you're yeah. a great 
juggler. I think, yeah, I think so. I think you're always looking for that element of surprise, or I am, because otherwise I feel that's when shows really stagnate. I mean, yes, we want great singers and great jugglers and everything else, but we're always looking for those surprising people, surprising stories, surprising talents, and it's tough. I mean... I don't know how we do it, actually. We, Not me. We <laughs> find, team. I mean, and with, and honestly, taking a cue from you guys, um, AGT is such a great show and so beloved. Uh, you know, it's challenging, though, to find talent that you haven't already found. So we, we're you, doing our job, then that's good. You're, you are doing a good job. <laughs> Hands off our talent. Yes, yes. Hey! Um, but no, we, we um, you know, we're, we're on little big shots finding a lot of great kids from all around the world. So from other countries. Uh, and so, you know, that's become a resource for us. Uh, to to go outside of the U.S. Uh, to to find these great acts, these surprising acts, like you say, we're actually doing a show for CBS for uh, that will you know launch next year, but that's the world's best, and that truly was a way to showcase acts from all around the world, like the Olympics, really. I think it's it's fun too to find the surprises because in some reality shows, like say um, you know a show like Trading Spaces, where you've got uh, you've got two neighbors. Usually it's one who's really gung-ho and, and loves the show and wants to be part of it and wants you know, their home invaded to, and hoping probably for a really good design to show up at their house. <laughs> and then you've got the other couple that sort of dragged into it. They're just like, okay, we'll do it. And I, But honestly, I think it's sometimes that second couple that's the most fun because they don't really want to be there. Like they're there for their friend. But because of that, you get more honesty and more like you get more – more realness and, and, uh, and you get a better reaction too, because they, they don't really care what happens. They're just, they know it's over when it's over and they're never going to do it again. And there's something really <laughs> honest about that. Yeah. Casting for big brother. It gets harder every year. We're in our 20th. We're about to embark on our 20th season. It gets harder and harder. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> it gets harder and harder to find people who are not, not only familiar with the show, but like experts who have watched it mm. since they were a child with their parents. But every now and then we'll get someone who has, has never watched it, never heard of it, like a real, like raw, fresh talent. And, and that gets harder and harder. But at the end of the day, when you, you get these people in there, whether they know the show or they don't, everyone who has been a house guest says, it is so not what I imagined. And then with the chemistry, you never know what, what's going to transpire. Um, the show stays dynamic. For us, I mean, it, for Vanderpump Rules, it's essential that they work in the restaurant. Whether they end up working in the restaurant or get fired is another matter. They can still stay on the show. <laughs> so we've lost some of our cast along the way, but they're still in the in the show, but not at the restaurant. But, you know, I have 300 people work for me, and I would say most of those people aren't cut out for reality television. I mean, they're not. So this is an authentic group of friends that were so cohesive and known each other for so many years. And then... It it kind of just expands, you know, this is a friend of that one that starts working. And so it's very, you know, natural the way it progresses. If I was to say, I'm looking for somebody to join the cast of Vanderpump Rules, there'd be a queue around the block. So we've got to be, you know, keep the authenticity. I'd say casting people in reality shows is the most challenging because you have to do background checks. You've got to make sure like, 
because it's all going to come back to bite you. We don't do background checks. <laughs> That's why it's such well, a good show. None of them would be on like, the yeah, show if we did. We, we want the America's Most Wanted. I, I right. truly, I agree with that. No, though. Think the about casting, that. The casting, uh, the job of the casting director and that whole team is truly the most, I think, one of the most important jobs on the show because they are the gatekeepers of our show. They have to have the trust of the people that get cast on the show. Um, you know, season after season, we've done 23 seasons of The Bachelor and 14 of Bachelorette. It's a blessing and a curse. The blessing is, yes, people want to come on the show. But, yes, you have to make sure they're there for, quote, all the right reasons. Uh, some are, some aren't, and that becomes story. But it's those casting directors on all our shows that really are making sure that they are authentic, to your point. Mm-hmm. And we have to trust what they're telling us, too. Right? And now, with social media, you got to do a background check to see if they've ever tweeted anything that um, you just can't stand by. You know, you can't... And anything that's racist, homophobic, you oh, know, okay. xenophobic, there's no space for that. And, um, but yet we, people still get through. Not this year. Not anymore. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, since, not since Roseanne. Yeah. Not since Roseanne's tweet. Yeah, it's we lost crazy. A lot of people. It's crazy what social media is. Really, it's it's personality traits resume. Mm. It's like you know, it's like, <laughs> but uh, it's funny too because I put some crazy photos out. Like like I took a picture of my mom uh, with boxing gloves. But um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Because I, because I, because, anyway, my mom's like my mom's a feminist. She's like women's. For, you sure, know, she wants know. to share this with everyone. Well, probably not. Okay. But that's my point. It's like I have like kind of a crazy sense of humor, and like I will occasionally put these photos up. People are like it's really not good for your brand. I was like, but that's the point <laughs> is that it's not good for the brand. So I don't know. What scares me about social media is that, especially in the design world of television, everybody's so worried about their brand and and, and looking a certain way that I'm afraid we're all going to lose like the authenticity of somebody who's just out to have fun in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I hope it doesn't you know, like just take over everyone's thought process for everything. I think you can still have fun, but I think definitely you have a certain amount of responsibility when you're putting, you know, in light of what's going on in the world, for sure, you know. And so I know I'm cognizant uh, of things that I say, absolutely. And it's the authentic me, but I'm, I'm cognizant. You have a filter in. that you use because sometimes well, I just don't what have What are you filter. talking about? You don't? <laughs> I'm inventing you a Twitter can't sitter. I want I. <laughs> no, I don't tweet because of that. I just done, can't do it. I'm just afraid of what I'll say. Well, look, the president does it. Why can't well, you? That's exactly why I don't. <laughs> how much do you feel the need to reflect what's happening in headlines in all of your shows? Like, how close are you to filming so that you want to tell the stories that we're living with day to day? Well, we're filming it as it's happening. You know, when we saw Pulse Nightclub, that awful scenario, we were filming Pride that day, and it would be wrong to omit that, you know? And so we filmed it, and the passion and the emotion was so, you know, just touching, and it was a terrible moment for America, and it was all, it was all captured, the people's reactions. And I think that's an important part of reality, telling these messages. It's so strange because our show is the only one where they don't know anything in the headlines. They're literally in their own bubble. When 9-11 happened, we only had three house guests left in the Big Brother house. And they were literally the last three people on the planet to know what had happened. Mm -hmm. And they had to each be called into the diary room and told by our producers Mm -hmm. just the, the, you know, five sentences. And if they asked anything, we told them more. If they didn't ask, 
then they just went about their, their way. They just, they noticed there were no planes flying and they thought this is odd. And we were trying to, you know, get all, all ducks in a row. Okay. We have to break the rule. We have to tell them news from the outside world. When Donald Trump won the presidency again, the people in the big brother house were the last people on the planet to know. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's, by the way, it's like a vacation being in there. You don't see any headlines. Can we all go? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I'm back. Um, all of your shows are pretty long-running franchises. How do you keep them going? Do you think it's harder, you know, given that audiences are so fickle, to keep a long-running show on the air or launch a new franchise into the space? I think it's about storytelling. It all depends on if it's a story worth, you know, watching. And I mean, I think the ratings show it. Like whether or not you lose the interest in the middle of the show is 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 obvious. If they come back at the end, it's because they want to see the reaction, the reveal, all of the above. So, um, but yeah, I think it's a, about quality storytelling in a reality form. Right? Yeah, it's an interesting for me to sit here and listen to your concepts are also vastly different to mine because you start each season with a new person, a new cast, and so you're looking for that people. I'm stuck with my hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep going, going, going. Yeah, and so it's about telling all of their stories and my interaction with them, and we've added, but it's interesting to hear your stories. I really need to know our Brittany and Jack's engaged. They are. And I wanted to keep it secret, but we couldn't. <laughs> yeah, they are for now, but that was two days ago. So, hey, so now that we're Tune asking, in. now that we're asking questions, so on, on the bachelor, you guys have to come up with a new twist every season, right? No, there, that's the, actually the beautiful thing about the show. You there's know? not a new, there's, there's not like no a, a little committee that says we need a new twist. No, no twist. In fact, we've tried to avoid that word twist for, uh, you know, 16, 17 years. We, we launched in 2002. Mike Fleiss created the show. It's a very clean, simple format. It has a roadmap and we do benefit. Do like you encourage the shagging before the, seriously, <laughs> I want to know, go back. I want to know, do you or not? Or do you say no, 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 no. Nothing wrong with shagging, shagging. Okay. but we try to get them to prolong. It oh, I don't encourage the shagging on my show. I don't, but, but it happens. <laughs> really? But your, yours, you don't, you do. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's a free country. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you encourage uh, no, you shagging? That's my favorite do, line of the day. We do encourage them to shag. Wait. No. <laughs> I've told them they could be naughty and clearly what they're is, What does shag mean? Okay, I'll, I'll show you. I'll draw you a diagram later. A noodle. <laughs> you remember that thing you did years ago? <laughs> well, it was years ago for me. Yes. Okay. Sister. <laughs> yeah, I'll put you right um, there. Puffy's enjoying shag right this, by the way. Sorry, Puffy. Yes, yes. <laughs> How would you even launch a new show into the space? I mean, some of the, the new rev, um, hits that we're seeing are revivals, like Queer Eye and American Idol. Is that what it takes to have sort of familiar IP? I would say the flavor of the moment right now is big names. I think what's selling a lot of the shows that are going straight to series are, you know, The Rock is doing a show for NBC or uh, Kevin Hart's doing one for CBS. We're doing Ellen's Game of Games with Ellen DeGeneres. We went straight to series. Um, I think that's making a difference for the, at least the buyers, for the uh, for the broadcast networks at least, wh whom we service. So, um, you know, and, and, and they are delivering. I mean, Ellen is amazing in Game of Games. We're shooting season two right now, and she's never been better. And the audience loves her. Loves her. They literally have... 
cosmic meltdowns just standing near her. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. On that note, what stars make for good, you know, reality shows or hosts? You know, what does it take for that, you know, star power to translate? People that are honest. Like Simon Cowell's so successful because he's honest. Mm-hmm. You trust what he says. You believe what he says. He's not filtered. In fact, all our panel are like that. They're pretty I've cool. known Simon since I was 16. <laughs> oh, we should talk after. He's told me a few porcupines. <laughs> was he always like this? Uh, he's always a bad dog, yeah. I love him, though. You know, when we were casting Celebrity Big Brother, um, yes, you want the people who are honest. You know, like Brandy Glanville went in there and she oh, flat Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Easy now. Easy now. She, but she went in there and um, she just flat out asked Omarosa, did you sleep with Donald Trump? You know, you want people who are not going to try and keep it so polite. Yeah. But then you also want the people... Um, that surprised you and like Ross Matthews, everyone just kind of knew him. If they, if they knew him, they knew him as the intern on Jay Leno on the tonight show. And he was such a pleasant surprise. He was so funny, so witty, so smart and such a good game player. Um, so you want people that you want to root for and you want people that you don't want to root. You want big names. You got to get the names that either get one reaction on one end of the spectrum or the other. Either like, I love him or like, oh, I can't stand that person. But I watch when they open their mouth. But you also want chemistry. Like chemistry is key. It can't just be one thing and it can't be overthought. It can't be, you're going to be the baddie and you're going to be sweet and warm. it's, It's more than that. It's kind of like more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Relationships. The bonding. You want to see people laugh, cry, bond, you know, all, all the human emotions that we all go through. But I think you can see that too. Like, and if you, even if you're casting, if you put a couple of people in a room and, and have them interact with each other, you can immediately tell which are going to work well and which aren't, are not just depending on how they react to each other and who's talking and who isn't. I think also in our show, when you get people that want to come on and they want to work at the restaurant because they want to be famous or they want to and they start pushing it, and then you start to kind of smell a rat and you think, you know what, it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And I think we shoot for so many hours. I mean, last year we did 25 episodes. So we'll shoot for six months. So we really do get the true story. And I think the cast is so relaxed with the production company that they feel like they're friends. I mean, we shoot them up waking up in the morning, like, you know, similar to you guys, but it is a very, very strange and they end up being very relaxed. And I think that's the key to it as well. You know, dropping your guard and your knickers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe. But that, that brings up another point to you, though. Uh, I've worked with a uh, cameraman that I've known like a very long time uh, because I've been lucky enough to, to be on a show that has run a good, a good long time. And there's certain cameramen that have a real good knack of filming people and making them feel really comfortable mm-hmm. to the point that they're like, why am I saying all this? And they're like, oh, my God, this guy is, has made me so comfortable. And those guys – Whoever they are, men or women, the, the camera people are so key on making sure you get an honest reaction from people. Yeah. And, the, and the, they're rare. It's not that many that you can find that make you feel that normal with a camera in your face. Mm. I've got to ask, what do you guys think of Unreal? What does it get right and wrong about reality TV? <laughs> I truly haven't watched it. I know. I, no one likes that answer, but I no, really I haven't watched it because it feels like work <laughs> to me. 
<laughs> so I, I, that's, that's my honest answer. Unfiltered. My knickers are down. Yes. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I've uh, talked to people who have and work in the reality space. And it just feels like, um, you know, an, exagger- an exaggeration of everything, taking it to like the upteenth level. Um, so. Which never happens in the entertainment industry. We would never amp oh. things up. Just <laughs> It's the Hollywood version. Yeah. What mistakes do you see other reality shows making? I mean, of course, all, all of yours are perfect, but, you know... What- <laughs> well, they're far from perfect, and that's what makes them interesting, actually. I think um, when you try and plant people, and I think even in Housewives, you know, there's always a connection to, you know, one of the women. They come in rather... But in the rare occasion that we've had somebody kind of, you know, fall off the planet and end up in the middle of the group, it never, ever really works. It always works when there's that relationship in existence. And I think when you see, for instance, two sisters together like Kim and Kyle, you're so invested in the story. So I think anything that's inauthentic, I think the audience is so smart and so savvy, they go, nah, not buying it. Well, the audience, always- the audience has been watching these shows for decades, literally now. So, you know, we're in our 13th season. We can't be doing what we did in the first season because everyone can see those things coming and it's boring. Yeah. You've got to keep evolving it and keeping it surprising. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be honest. Yeah. You know, you really do. You have to... I mean, obviously, we're putting these shows together in, in post and telling great stories that you want to follow along and trying to, you know, tease it in such a way so that you want to come back to the next episode. But, but if you start faking it and not in not embracing you know you can fake some things darling we'll talk about that later (laughs) and you can't i'm so inappropriate as you go home (laughs) by the way we've we've bored puffy to puffy's like like so bored with me right now (laughs) you can't have just a bunch of unlikable people i can think of seasons past where the casting was not great for big brother and it was like, at the end of the day, you're like, I don't like anyone. I don't care about them. I don't care what happens to them. It, it, that was a really bad season. It was when we had um, the writer's strike. And for the first time ever, we went on in uh, January. And it was cast very quickly. And that was a season I'd probably just, I don't want to remember that season. Yeah. That's really true about likability. It's like on our show, no matter how good someone's talent is, if they're not likable, they just don't resonate with the audience. You have to root for them. Yeah. What about for the rest of you? What mistakes or challenges have you faced on your own shows that you've learned from? You know, I, I'll just go back to, to Bachelor's been on the longest for us. And, and I, I think the show started to get slightly stale, you know, maybe 10 years ago when we were forcing it into the format instead of following the story. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a big learning curve. There was a moment and, and, you know, and honestly it wasn't a shining moment at all. I, a, I, one of the producers on the show, uh, was sleeping with one of the cast members while the show oh. was taping. This was meant, you love this, of course. <laughs> Come on, yeah, tell us of more. Of course, more. No, so, but we embraced the storyline. I mean, we had to tell the truth. I remember 
that moment. It was sort of that moment of you have to tell the truth. You can't just suddenly dismiss people and they disappear and they're never there again. And, you know, Chris Harrison came in and said, look, we found out this happened. Do you have to go? And someone's losing their job over it. But, but it was sort of this pivotal moment where the show started to, what I say, color outside the lines and, and really truly embrace the storyline instead of forcing it. That's a real moment. People yeah. probably love the honesty too. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I would reiterate what she just said, which uh, in reality shows where, you know, there's a, there's a format where you have to, you have to get the same shot you did last week. And it, it, what I mean is, is there's a process that you go through you've got to get this, you got to get the establishing shot. You got to make sure you get demo. Then you got to do this. You got to bring that. And, and if after a while it becomes just this, this grind and sometimes the talent is tired of saying just the same sound bite they said before or whatever. And so you have to really find a way because here's what happens in the beginning. You've got 16 cameras. You've got four guys with little handicaps catching every moment. You're spending hours and hours in the editing bay, but you're getting better stuff. By the ninth season, you can no longer afford that many cameras. You're like, look, we just need to say this. We just need – and, like, and then that's when the soul of it all gets ripped right out of it. And so it's really key that you keep it authentic and you shoot as much reality as you can so that the people that are involved feel like they're actually still being real. But the, the, the process of making a television show comes down to time and money and budget. And you got to remember like if you take, take away the human element, then there's nothing really to watch. Agreed. Lisa, what about you? Any regrets? Oh, there's a list. <laughs> Love to see the list. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, no regrets. I mean, I think being on reality television has given me extraordinary opportunities, you know, to highlight things I'm so passionate about, to speak at Congress about the, you know, dog meat trade, to launch my own 501c3, to fight for the LGBT rights. So many things. I think Bravo has been extraordinarily generous with us, you know, so I, of course, you know, some parts of your life you give up in exchange for that, but I have no regrets whatsoever. No regrets. <laughs> All right, last question, lightning round. Let's just go down the line. Favorite reality show other than your own? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think this one was going to be the one that stumped you guys. <laughs> uh I love I, I I love Amazing Race. I love Undercover Boss. Those two. Mm. You always cry at Undercover Boss. You do. You know, it's the bad wig. It's the bad, the stupid mustache. But you always cry. Yeah. I think, without sounding too much like a creep, I really like Bachelor and Bachelorette. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. <laughs> awesome. Um, my my pleasure, enjoy, and relaxation place is American Ninja Warrior. Oh, I like that too. I yeah. love nice. Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Does that I, count? Very watchable. Totally counts. I love that. Yeah. I've, I, I'm sorry, I'm taking it back. No. Ninja oh. Warrior. <laughs> no. I would say I always liked Amazing Race too. And, and, and honestly, Undercover Boss too, just because in the end, there is something really positive that happens and you have a, a transformation in somebody's life, which is sort of always key for my end. I say as a restaurateur, top chef. Love it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And more profanity, always. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just going to have to stay in suspense about what Puffy's favorite show is. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next time with another great episode. We're talking to the cast and executive producers of Waco. And if you like the show, I'd appreciate it if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
Let us know, too, who you want to hear from. What stars and producers should we invite on the show? See you next time. Want to know where you can mingle and have lunch with all the heads and executives of the media industry? At the next HRTS Newsmaker Luncheon, this Wednesday, July 18th, at the Beverly Hilton. Join us as the Hollywood Radio and Television Society welcomes TV veteran Ryan Murphy in a conversation moderated by Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Ronan Farrow. HRTS events are members only. To learn if your company is a corporate member or to become a member yourself, visit their website at www.hrts.org. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.